The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. stuff gets away from a body. This here offering is the product of one of those times. When we started out to do this show, my intention was to briefly recap the Blade Runner franchise, then discuss a couple of questions. After that, we were going to get a couple quick comments from Turd regarding what he thought about CitizenCon as a whole, and then Ace was going to lead us through a deep dive into the sitcom Jean panel. But that's not what happened. What did happen was a full hour of spoiler-laden Blade Runner rabbit-holing, and that's on me. So, I've decided to release this first hour as a separate episode. There is very little Star Citizen discussion and a whole lot of Blade Runner spoilers. The choice is yours. Sorry, Ace. Sorry, Ace! <laughs> Lately, life with you has been unbearable. Those guys were ships. <laughs> Today is November 8th, 2947. We are those guys with ships, and you are tuned to the first cast, our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. Ace, turd, guys, how we be? Glad and feeling fortunate to sit down and record with you guys tonight. Aw, group hug. Yeah. Oh, bring it in, bring it in. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, and turd. Uh, slight bit of discomfort. Oh. The, well, the I'm wife sorry? is sick. Oh, okay. Last week was the boy, this week is the wife. She couldn't cook dinner, so I had to grab Ooh. McDonald's on the way home, and Are you I feeling had it? McDonald's in a while. I'm feeling it. It was, it was almost instantaneous. Um, Turd, uh, you yeah. work. I don't. I don't think I'm giving anything away here. You you work in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is no reason why you should ever have to go to McDonald's. This is true, but something quick. I had to get. I had to get back for this podcast, and uh, there's an in and out on the way. Uh, lions. Well, they're always just, just around the block. Cars yeah. around the block. So I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't risk it. I, this is for you guys. I jumped on this grenade, and I'm here, and we're gonna do it. <laughs> Boy, we're doing this. Is it is it a gas grenade? It's uh. Sounds there's like. a lot of stuff going on, Ace. There's uh. Yeah. Biological warfare. It's there's a there's a there's a rumble. There's a street fight in my stomach right now. 
Warriors. Everybody wants Kung Fu fighting. I like that we went with, with different 80s references. I went with the Warriors. You went with Grease Lightning. I wish, I, too bad I don't have, I think, I have a couple of bottles to clink together. All roads lead to Rome. <laughs> but yeah, that's... And speaking... Well, no, that I, I, this even even this even for even for I this is a a um, um, segue too far. I mean, Evil Knievel would look at this segue and say, "I I can't get across there." <laughs> Shout out to Star Citizen Community member Fiendish Feather. Um, mm-hmm. now he uh, apparently has had some serious medical stuff going on, and so we all need to be putting down some healing vibes into the heliosphere for him to be picking up. So. You guys ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Are those our healing five noises? That was that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, dude, um, get better soon. I I think uh, turd. I saw something, an update on the twitters, and I, I believe that he has gone through his uh, uh, through the scary procedure that was uh, um, uh, that. Mere hours ago, stood before him, and uh, and things went well, or apparently went uh, pretty well. Yes. So we're happy to hear that because uh, we need uh, we need you back, fiendish. Uh, you got the contents, what we need to get us through. So yeah, he's got some some um, great stuff out there. The the pieces yeah. of eight. Well, he's um he, no one seen. He's involved with the uh, the what is it? The blockheads or the bulkheads? Bulkheads. Bulkheads. He did that pieces of eight thing, which I love. That pieces of eight. If if you haven't seen that yet. Oh yeah, you go get that. that's, that's right. That is that is an old school callback. Well, he did. He yeah. also did the uh, the danger zone out of the Idris, I believe it was. Yes. You know, he he mocked up oh, yeah. the opening for Top Gun, in CryEngine, mm-hmm. uh, and who can forget the 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 Stanton shake? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, unfortunately, nobody can. Um, so, which is is sort of the issue, but um, um, yeah, no, uh, seriously, dude, um, um, uh, get better soon. Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, Turt, so um, um, Ace, um, you have not seen the Blade Runners. You're not a you're not a devotee of the Blade I am, Runners. I am is not, correct? No. All right. Well, spoiler alert. Turd and I are fixing to curdle the cheese right out of where it's baked into the crust of both movies. Pizza, pizza, John Dot Pizza. Just sauce, pizza sauce. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Uh, so, Ace, if, if you want to punch out uh, for the next 15 minutes or so, you are, of course, welcome to do so. But if you are willing to have the story spurt for you, uh, maybe you can hang out and ask some questions. Questions which I'm thinking will provide a valuable perspective. The perspective of I have no interest in this guy. Well, I, I won't say dun, I don't dun, have dun. any interest in it. I do want to see the movies at some point in my life, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will admit, I am excited to get possible. the uh, description of this film, uh, or experience this film through the lens of Turd and Gleep. I feel like it'll be a psychedelic experience. Oh, it shall be that. All right, I'm going well, to buckle up, buddy. I'm going to sit back and just get my popcorn. Uh, All right, let's do this thing. Let's ma- main credits. Get your uh, drops. Exactly. 
Well, a turd, correct me if uh, if you uh, disagree, but I, I don't think that this isn't a movie like um, Fight Club, where um, where if you give away the ending, it's pretty much you know you've given away the movie. Not at all. Um, this it's the opposite yeah, this of that. Is, this it's more the the this is a um, it's the journey. There's a feel to this movie. Yeah, yeah, that has to be. There's the uh, the atmosphere of it and the um, uh, sort of the style and the um, the attitude of the movie, which um, really is um, uh, the I would say the the more valuable experiential component of it. Um, but there is, of course, a story and um, and a question which uh, the movie poses, which um, I don't think ruins the movie for you um, uh, knowing ahead of time, because pretty much every review I read prior to the movie coming out, you know, said this is what the movie is about, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, we are going to go through uh, Turd and I. We shall go through, uh, do our very best to entertain you, Ace. Um, uh, I want to start off with um, the um, the book that uh, the whole thing is based upon. Um, then we'll discuss the movie from, um, gosh, what year was it? It was 1982, was it? That sounds correct. Because I believe it was 25 years ago. And then uh, we'll talk about the uh, uh, the shorts. Uh, <laughs> the shorts. <laughs> that um, the, um, the new director, um, because Ridley Scott directed the original, we'll talk about the shorts oh. that sort of bridge the gap between the first movie and the second movie, and then we will um, finish up with I, the second movie and some uh, some questions about uh, what we think. I, so, I hate to bring um, it to you, Gleep. 35 mm-hmm. years ago. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, so, um, now, did you read the book, Turd? I have not read the book. I heard it's not... The movie isn't strictly based off of the book. It's more of the the concept. Is that correct? Um, the, the I don't think there's there's there really isn't anything in the movie that isn't in the book uh, per se. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that's in the book that's not in the movie. And I and I realize that like you know that statement holds for pretty much every movie that was made out of a book or from a book. Uh, but Anyway, um, uh, the main plot of the book um, follows um, uh, Rick uh, um, Deckard, uh, who is a bounty hunter who has been tasked with uh, retiring six rogue Nexus six model androids. And uh, there's an interesting distinction there that these are androids in the novel. They are not um, replicants. Um, Replicants was a word that was made up for, uh, for the movie. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned it. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is the name of the book, and it was written by Philip Dick and a uh, um, uh, famous science fiction author, if you're not aware, uh, whom the Science Fiction um, Literature Award is named after. And uh, so, But there's a secondary plot that we see none of, really, in the, in the movies. Well, maybe a little bit in the first one, um, which, yeah, I guess a little bit. But it's a, um, uh, it follows a, a gentleman, uh, John Isidore, who is uh, a man of, as it's described here, subpar IQ, uh, who aids uh, the fugitive androids. And um, in connection with Deckard's mission, the novel explores the issue of what it is to be human. Um, and that's sort of the, the central uh, theme of the novel and both movies, is, is, is sort of inquiry into... Um, people's perspectives and what it, um, what their perspective on humanity is, and they have their humanity tested um, uh, 
etc., etc. So, unlike humans, androids are said to possess no sense of empathy. Um, and now in the book, many uh, folks are living off-world. Um, Deckard, uh, uh, the Blade Runner, is not. Uh, he's, he's on Earth, uh, lives with his wife. Um, he has a wife in, in the book. And um, uh, this is post-apocalyptic stuff in the book. And so they are, the off-world colonies is where much of the population of Earth has gone. And they, uh, uh, the governments on Earth have enticed uh, people to make the transition to these colonies by, um, uh, well, one of the, the enticements is a free personal android to uh, act as a servant. Um, so uh, uh, I don't believe that this is the case. I don't think anybody has an android on Earth that I'm aware of. But on Earth, if you own an animal, um, that is, <coughs> excuse me, that is like a big status symbol. Um, and for the, uh, the central characters of our book, uh, Deckard and his wife, uh, her name is Aran, which was, is, I thought was a pretty name, pretty interesting name. Um, that's their motivation, is they want to own an animal. Um, because uh, owning a fake animal is, is kind of like, I don't know, like owning a three series BMW, you know, it's like the day that you get it, you know, you, you feel fancy for a little bit, but you know, it's not, it's not really, it's not a status symbol. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's more of a. It's more of you know. Oh, you've got a nice car, uh, but if you own a real live animal, that is like crazy high status, like a Kardashian status. Um, <laughs> and uh, in, in the in the book, there are androids everywhere. Um, so I don't believe that they are actually illegal um, on Earth. In the movies, they are illegal. Or, well, in the first movie, they are illegal on Earth. Um, and uh, but there are still there are people that are um, um, uh, tasked with uh, finding androids on Earth who have uh, who have gone rogue, and so there's you know suspicion and um, uh, people uh, making accusations, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, uh, uh, I pity the fool that calls me an android. Um, and at one point in the novel, uh, the question is posed: uh, Is Deckard actually an android? Because not all androids are necessarily self-aware um, that that is, uh, is the case. Um, we never really get an answer in the book whether he is an android or not. So that, that um, I highly encourage people to read the book. It's not a long book, um, and you can probably get it someplace for like 99 cents now. I'm guessing like on Amp, uh, if you have Kindle, probably get it for a dollar, you know, so uh, definitely, um, uh, definitely worth the read. Um, so that brings us to uh, the first money movie, uh, which is uh, Blade Runner, and it is set in dystopian Los Angeles in 2019. Getting really close. Um, and L.A. looks very similar depicts... to what's in the movie, too. Like, it's it's nearly there. <laughs> well, I'm thinking if we're going to get Los Santos into Blade Runner shape uh, in two years, we're going to have to we're going to have to get busy. Um, uh, the uh, film depicts a future in which synthetic humans, known as replicants, are bioengineered to work on off-world colonies. Um, and when a fugitive group of replicants led by uh, Roy Batty, who is played by Rucker Hauer in the movie, um, when they escape back to Earth, burnt-out cop Rick Deckard, who is played by Harrison Ford, reluctantly agrees to hunt them down. During his investigations, uh, Deckard meets Rachel, who was played by Sean Young, um, and she is an advanced replicant who causes Deckard to question what it means to be human. Um, I mean, Decker's not really a willing uh, Blade Runner anymore. He's pretty, 
he's pretty burnt out on hard boiled cop. So, you know, yeah, he was he was out and he was dragging back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a great line in there where, um, uh, uh, and I can't remember if this was a line he actually spoke because there's seven versions, seven different versions of the movie. Yeah. Um, some with a voiceover, some with theatrical not. release. Right, correct, and then some with like deleted scenes and um, different endings. Um, so I would uh, encourage folks to see the most recent one, which is the uh, the final cut. I believe it came out in two thousand and seven, and that was that was actually the only version of the movie that Ridley Scott, who was the director of the first movie, over which he had complete control. So um, if you're you know if you're one of those folks that uh, you know cares about you know the artist's purest vision, um, then uh, definitely that would be the version for you. Um, but the, anyway, he has a line, and it might have been in the first, in the original version with the voiceover, where uh, Harrison Ford, as only Harrison Ford can, you know, says that uh, it's really hard at the end of the day to feel good about yourself after, you know, a job well done, which involves shooting a woman in the back, <laughs> you know. So um, it's, it's, he's, not, he's not loving his job too hard, and um, uh, he gets hauled back in uh, basically through extortion. Uh, from the uh, um, his uh, superiors in the department, and um, he is tasked with uh, with finding these uh, uh, escaped fugitives. Um, now, the, an interesting distinction between the book and the movie at this point is that the movie deals with empathy differently than the book does. In the book, empathy is presented both as a desirable characteristic in humans, um, and because that's that's what. Owning an animal and having empathy for the animal, because there aren't a lot of animals left on Earth at that point, um, is um, is a desirable trait in, in a person or a desirable characteristic and a, and a status symbol. Um, but in the movie, it's you know it's it's used pretty much exclusively as a tool. Empathy is used as a tool for um, for determining if a if a person is actually human. Or a replicant, um, because if they if they are a replicant, they are thought to not have any empathy, and so through a series of questions and uh, physical reactions that they have to these questions, they're able to determine, uh, with I think with pretty good accuracy, if that uh, if that person um, is has actual that actual human quality. Um, so, um, in, in in the book, uh, that that tool is used too, but it's it's more balanced between the two. It's just it, I don't know. And turd, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like in the movie, uh, in the in the first movie, it's pretty much it's just a, a device used to um, uh, to create the distinction. That sounds right. I, I'll, and <clears throat> just to you know, to, uh, for the sake of honesty, it's been a while since I've seen the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I believe uh, uh, just in that test where they, they they flash images. I want to say they flash images up and they kind of measure the replicants or whoever's you know whoever's response to those images mm-hmm. and they'll throw up some some real gory stuff and see how they respond and some uh, more peaceful scenes and and just measure the reaction yeah and then they ask you know difficult questions like um, um, a Leon I believe was the name of the character um, uh, he was the great the great one uh, that uh, you know is, is choking out Deckard and says wake up Time to die. <laughs> um, uh, that uh, uh, because he's the one that actually kills Deckard's partner at the beginning of the movie. 
and I forget what that guy's name was, um, but uh, he was he was uh, applying the test, and I think it's the Boyd Kampf test, and I, I couldn't spell that to save my life. So, um, but he asked him, um, you see, you know, you see uh, a child uh, capture a spider and uh, rip its legs off. You know, how does that make you feel? Or you see a turtle baking in the sun, you know, upside down baking in the sun, what do you do? And Leon has no idea what a turtle is. So that's sort of the thing that 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 kind of gives him away because, you know, Leon wasn't really smart, um, but he was, you know, he was a he was a real bruiser, but he wasn't really smart. So uh, it was pretty easy for um, uh, the guy to, who was uh, administering the test to kind of corner him. And so... So Leon, of course, killed him. Uh, it's all, it's but, all coming back to me as you describe it. It's all, you're painting a nice picture there. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. With words. Um, okay, so um, there were, as I mentioned earlier, there were three shorts that came out um, fairly, fairly shortly before uh, the release of Blade Runner 2049. And these were commissioned by the director of the new movie, Dennis Villanueva. And um, uh, the, uh, they came out in a different order than I would suggest watching them. Uh, uh, they came out, uh, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, I think in, in order, uh, in time sequential order, uh, the first one would be a, an anime uh, called Blackout. And I forget, um, Tur, do you know who the guy was that, um, that did this? He's famous for doing something else. No, I, I can't um, help you. You're on your own. No. Ace, you might know. Uh, I see you. Yeah, I'm there. looking at the uh, oh. the footage. It looks an awful lot like. Uh, oh, it's Wantana, uh, Watanabe, uh, who's done yeah. a couple of familiar stuff like Ghost in the Shell and the like. And, and now that I'm cutting through some of the footage, it looks like GDS. It has that mm. very uh, Ghost in the Shell look. Mm hmm. Um, so that is um, that is um, set um, uh, sort of after the first movie. I'm not sure exactly how long after the first movie, but uh, what it is, is it sort of documents um, uh, an event called the blackout. And this is a um, a replicant revolt where um, uh, because things are not easy if you're a replicant. Um, their folks are um, are you know hunting them down and killing them. Uh, vigilante groups and, and whatnot. <clears throat> and so um, all the replicants, their identities are stored in a central database. And so their idea is that we're going to um, set off the mother of all EMPs, uh, basically kill everything on the planet as far as, you know, electronic-wise. Um, and so then they won't be able to um, we'll be free. You know, there will be no record of us being replicants anymore. Almost like the end of Fight um, Club. Yes. There you go. Uh, you, oh, you spoiled oh. it. Uh, spoil alert. The, the first okay. rule about uh, at john.pizza is we don't talk about at john.pizza. No, it says at john.pizza club. <laughs> we don't talk about at john.pizza club. Um... Uh, so um, that's basically the story: is that the the replicants revolt. Uh, they um, they they do set off the EMP. Um, uh, you know the databases are wiped. 
Um, I don't think that they're wiped completely, uh, as we we learn in the uh, in the most recent movie, uh, but um, or they're most of the, there's a lot of data that gets lost. Um, the next short is called Nexus Dawn, and this was actually the first one to be released, and it features Jared Leto as Neander Wallace, and Neander Wallace is uber creepy, uh, blind guy, genius fella, um, who. Uh, and, and as we um, we know from the first movie, uh, Eldon Tyrell, who was the the uh, the scientist who had uh, uh, created uh, the replicants, um, uh, Roy Batty um, uh, uh, kills him uh, because Roy Batty returns to Earth. He wants more life because the replicants have you know this thing called an incept date. That that's sort of the failsafe on replicants because they are bigger, better, badder, stronger. Um, to keep them from taking over the world. Uh, you, they they have a four year lifespan, and so Roy Batty's not happy with that. Returns to Earth wants uh, wants more life, um, and um, Eldon Tyrell um, uh, says, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do that. So Roy Batty kills him. So anyway, um, Neander Wallace buys the Tyrell um, company and or corporation and the rights to that technology, but following the blackout. Replicants become illegal, um, but Neander Wallace um, he has um, he has uh, done something with food production technology because you know Earth is not a good place or not in a good place. Well, it's, it's in the place that it always is actually, uh, but it's not in a good way. Um, there are you know there's famine and uh, um, uh, it, it's post-apocalyptic. So uh, Neander has been able to. Um, uh, to uh, create processes by which the, um, they are able to generate much, 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 much more food, um, and has, um, uh, you know, therefore, you know, kind of created a reputation for himself as as uh, um, uh, you know, credible from a science perspective. Um, he wants to uh, begin producing replicants. Uh, uh, Again, because he believes that though he has been able to increase the um, uh, supply of food, that very quickly that's not going to be enough, and that humanity needs to move out into uh, move continue moving out into the off-world colonies, and uh, but that they're not going to be able um, to do that without the aid of these replicants to do. Uh, the tasks that humans are not well suited to in space, in the you know, in the uh, extreme conditions. So basically, so basically the the concept of of, of the uh, androids and alien, the alien franchise, like these these machines can do things that humans just cannot do and are not built for. You know, I I'm not an expert on that franchise, uh, but that sounds correct. That sounds correct to me. I don't. Know. Turd, have you? Um, can you corroborate uh, what uh, Senator Ace has said? Uh, yeah. The, the androids and yes. aliens, because they talk about it. In, in both the alien and in aliens, the the androids, uh, you know, they they run the ships while the people are in hypersleep, uh, and they 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 take mm-hmm. care of hazardous materials, and they they do the things that humans just physically cannot do because they're technically not alive. In Ace We Trust. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so uh, he wants to begin production again. Um, and one of the, um, the main reasons why, and you'll see in the short if you watch it, one of the reasons why 
uh, they are illegal is because of, uh, well, because of, of the revolt that occurred with, with, uh, during blackout. And so Neander argues that um, he, has, he has a new crop of, of, uh, of replicants who are incapable of, uh, of revolting. So um, uh, He has a great demonstration well, of that. He has a uh-huh. he has a really nice demonstration where um, this uh, gorgeous young man kills himself. Um, so um, if that's not if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what will. Um, and um, uh, so uh, then there is the uh, the third um, uh, short which uh, features uh, Drax. He's always going to be Drax to me. I don't I don't care always. What, what else. I mean, he's probably got a name nah. too, but I don't I don't. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it features Drax from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, he is uh, he is a replicant. Um, his the name his name in um, in the short is Sapper Sapper Morton, and uh, he um, he actually um, um, I thought of you, Ace. I, I, I the word MacGuffin came to my <laughs> mind, and I thought of Ace. Um, <clears throat> not because you are, but because I remember you saying that word, using that word, and it's not a word I use often. Uh, but they needed a way to sort of set up the um, uh, the plot in in the movie, and so what happens in this short is that Sapper um, uh, gets um, gets into a situation where he loses his temper and basically just rips some people apart. Um, and then, of course, to, to make things uh, make the situation better, he drops uh, all of his identifying paperwork on the on the ground and then leaves. Uh, so uh, somebody picks it up and uh, turns him in for the reward, <clears throat> which leads us bah, 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 to Blade Runner 2049. So now this is set 30 years after the original film, and uh, it depicts uh, a bioengineered human, a replicant Blade Runner. So they got replicants that are actually hunting down other replicants. Um, and his name is K. Um, now he discovers the remains, <clears throat> excuse me, of a once pregnant replicant. Now, replicants are not supposed to be able to reproduce. They're, they're manufactured. Um, they're not, they're not um, born. Um, now, these remains he found while following up on, on, uh, on Drax, on Sapper Morton. Um, there was, uh, you know, the lead that the guy phoned in and said, hey, I, I found one of the, uh, you know, I think I found a, a skin job, which is the pejorative uh, for a replicant. Um, and here's his address. So uh, Kay is following up on that. Um, he uh, goes to, um, uh, uh, Sapper works on a farm, um, and he goes to the farm and he confronts him. They end up fighting. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I, and I, again, I thought of you, Ace. Um, in the, um, in the, like the first 30 minutes, uh, and back me up on this turd, in the first 30 minutes of the movie, I think Kay took more abuse, um, <laughs> is, is the only character ever to take more abuse than, um, than Laura Croft did in the first Tomb Raider game. Um, <laughs> is, he, is he constantly he falling apart? Gets, uh, he's just getting beat to a pulp. Uh, but always, but always coming back. But but he's a replicant, so he they do that, and that's you know that's that's part of their desirability is their toughness like that. Um, but um, so he um, uh, while he's there at this farm, uh, he does, and they've got oh they've got some awesome 
drone tech. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you want, we want to tie this back to Star Citizen for a second. I mean, some of the tech that they've got is just um, is just uh, uh, amazing, and uh, I, and I can imagine there's no golf swing mechanics. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, it's all very um, very uh, cool looking stuff. So you know, I'm hoping that uh, maybe we'll get something similar to that because I'm, I'm sure. I'm, but I'm sure nobody at CIG has gone to see this movie. Right? Nah. Um, so anyway, he finds a buried box that has human remains in it, what appears to be human remains. Those remains they take and they analyze, and those remains are a replicant. But the they find um, when they're investigating uh, or determining the cause of death that they're able to determine uh, using their you know uber sciencey science that this was a female and that she died while uh, giving birth uh, by a C-section. Um, so, you know, they figured that out first. Then they figure out that this was actually a replicant. And then that's where, you know... Um, the S hits the fan. How do you see? The oscillating uh, air... Circulator. Uh, later. Way to say. <laughs> yeah, that thing. So... That that creates the uh, the crisis for them for this movie is that um, is that they don't want they want they're trying to keep replicants and humans separate. If it if it if it gets out that replicants can give birth, then that's going to uh, create a um, a war. Well, they, they say it's going to create a war. Um, but it's it's going to exacerbate the tension between those two groups. You know the paranoia uh, of of the humans and the um, uh, the complaint of the replicants that they um, that they are deserving of of greater um, um, status than than they um, um, have been assigned. Now Neander Neander wants this because he wants to he can't manufacture replicants fast enough to um, uh, do the expansion to the outer colonies um, or the off-world colonies that he wants to do. So he needs to be able, he needs uh, to be able to create exponential growth. So to do that, he needs, he needs to, um, uh, to um, uh, facilitate or, or create birth. Babies. Um, you know, he uh, needs babies. Yeah. And, and, uh, he so he's able when he finds out and it's not really clear in the movie how he finds out but we but he does know um, and but this is technology that Eldon Tyrell actually figured out so he needs to know not only how did Eldon do it but um, he needs to know um, uh, he needs to know um, uh, what the uh, the makeup of that child is uh, because. Um, uh, you know they make replicants through these complex. Um, uh, I, I I I'm not science. <laughs> it's like it's not cloning, but it, it's something like that. It's genetic engineering. So he needs to find. He needs to get a hold of that recipe, and uh, that child has the recipe. So everybody's trying to find the child. Um, K's employers, the the LAPD, they're trying to find the child uh, to eliminate it and uh, destroy all evidence of the child. Um, uh, Neander Wallace is trying to find it so that he can, uh, you know, um, uh, dissect it and uh, learn um, how how to reproduce it. Um, and um, uh, Kay, um, uh, 
is um, uh, is um, he's tasked. Uh, he's I'm tasked sorry. with finding it and destroying it, but but, but you know he uh, he in in searching for this child. He uh, we're spoiler we're spoiler free, right? We're Oh, go right ahead. oh no, we're 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 curdling <clears throat> the yeah, cheese. Go right ahead. There was uh, he finds out there was like a um, a decoy. There was also a decoy made. Mm-hmm. So we have a uh, he, mm-hmm. he finds out there's like a male replicant and a female replicant that it's unsure which one is the actual child. Um, I, I believe the same like the memories of one were put in the other. So the one mm-hmm. has the memories. So if if the one is caught, interrogated, and and they get tracked back, well, he has these memories and these memories. This must be the person uh, mm-hmm. that would allow the uh, the real the real offspring to escape. Mm-hmm. So data was manipulated to try to hide the child. We learn later on that um, that Deckard did that. Mm-hmm. We learn later on that Deckard is the father and Rachel is the is the mother. Um, and like we say from the book and in the first movie, it's intimated that Deckard may be a replicant. We don't really know. Uh, but at the end of the first movie, Deckard and Rachel head off together. Depending upon which version of the movie you see, they head off happily ever after or they head off and maybe they're dead five minutes later. We don't know. Um, but uh, they, do, they do have a romantic attachment in that first movie. In the second movie, we learn that um, that romantic attachment led to this birth. Rachel dies giving birth, um, and Deckard, we don't know where he is. But Kay is tasked with finding him. And so um, Kay, um, and a little bit more about Kay, he's really, it's Ryan Gosling, which, I don't, you know, he's kind of a polarizing guy. I mean, I've talked to a couple people who really don't like him. Huh. I, I don't find it. All. I don't know that I've seen him in anything else. Uh, this, he, I thought he did a really good job. I do, I do too. I think, you know, he's he's pretty. He's very very pretty, and I think people are annoyed at how how good he looks. But he's actually a really good actor. I, have, I think. I have that problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Not at all. <laughs> I wish I had that problem. I have other problems. I wish I could trade the problems I have in on that's, that problem. That's not, as far as problems go, that's that's not bad. I trade all my other problems in on that problem. I do like a like a ninety nine problems for one swap. Who's that rapper? You I got ninety nine. I could have pulled that rapper. Got ninety nine problems, but yeah. Gosling ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan Gosling ain't one. Oh, we've got we've got, we've got a uh, a show title. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, so um, he <laughs> he has got a girlfriend. He's got a perfect girlfriend. Her name is Joy. And She's she, quite perfect. She only com- <laughs> she only comes over when he wants her to, and he never asks him to do dumb stuff when he's online raiding with his buddies. <laughs> um, she's a she's a hologram. Uh, she's a um, uh, an AI. But she boy, if if even if you don't care about the movie, you know about the story, the special effects in this oh, movie are just incredible. Astounding. Incredible. It's just astounding, and especially um, what they did with um, with Sean Young. Um, uh, not you know. Well, we are spoiling. Um, she she makes another uh, her likeness makes another appearance in the movie, and so um, you will. Well, you will. You will or you won't have the moment like you did when you saw um, Tarkin in uh, Rogue One. Um, it's they they do the same sort of thing. 
but they, I, you know, we'll say that tar that the Tarkin software was version 3.0 to borrow a um, um, a, a trope. Um, uh, Sean Young, uh, Rachel is like version seven. It's just it's amazing what they did with uh, with uh, using the uh, uh, performance capture and uh, CGI. Um, but um, so Kay is developing human emotions, and so he's got conflict, which is good because it's a movie and you want that. Um, so as he's going on this investigation, you know, he has dreams of being a real boy, and though he starts out thinking that his memories are implants, he soon discovers information which makes him think that maybe those memories aren't so implanted, that maybe he is this magic baby that he's tasked with finding. And that's what, what Turd was just saying a moment ago. There was there's this subterfuge and confusion and you know manipulation of the data uh, to, to throw people off because they're trying to hide. Whoever is doing this is trying to hide the child. Um, right, and so there's even a moment where he has he has these memories and he's telling somebody about this memory he has uh, about hiding. You know, these bullies were chasing him. He had this uh, was it a wooden horse? I think it was a wooden horse. Mm -hmm. And the kids wanted it. He, he ran, and they were chasing him, and he hid it in a, an old uh, furnace. Furnace. Mm -hmm. So that was a, that was a memory of his, and uh, by chance, by movie magic, he ends up in that area again at one point while he's investigating all of this, and finds that horse in the That's spot right. where he remembered. Suck at San Diego. <laughs> San Diego is a perfectly fine place. I don't know why I said that. So yeah, that, that just leads to him him thinking <laughs> that he's uh, you know magic baby. Awkward silence. I'm sorry. That, that just One that more. just leads to him to even further believe that he's this magic baby. Yes, yes, it, re it reinforces in his mind that he may actually be this child. Um, and uh, so then um, he, th and do you remember, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not remembering now how he found Deckard, um, but he finds Deckard in Las Vegas, in, in what had been Las Vegas, and it is now this nuclear wasteland. Oh. By the way, you, you make um, it sound like a dire scene. That looks like such a great place to live. It's Vegas, and like nobody's there, and he has all these hologram Elvis and... Uh, you know all these impersonators Frank. and who knows how many buffets yeah. all to himself like that's the life I think I'd be pissed if Gosling drug me out of that life yeah. after after 30 years potato salad gets a bit winky yeah maybe maybe <laughs> uh, but you know and you know fortunately for for Deckard um, lots of whiskey lots of whiskey which just gets better with age I it understand does. So um, he's able to, um, he, he knows that he needs to, oh, that's right, because he goes and he goes and finds, uh, when he goes and um, uh, to uh, uh, Neander Wallace's place, he is able to do a DNA match on the, um, on the remains they find, and that's how they determine that it was Rachel. Um, and the information that they have for Rachel in, in Wallace's databases tie her to Deckard and so he's able to he knows that Deckard is plays is playing a part in this um, so he needs to find Deckard and he's able to do that through um, 
um, well, it wasn't. It, there was something to do with radiation, with matching a radiation signature. I think. You know, I I totally um, missed that part. I have no idea. Well, they're like doing all these scans, and it it, it goes, boop, 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 and it, you know, it goes wah, 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 when it gets over Las Vegas. So anyway, he goes to Vegas. He goes to Vegas. He finds um, he finds uh, um, uh, Harrison Ford, um, who is drinking and has a really cool old dog, um, and then who drinks? Um, you know. Yeah, there there are drinks, and um, uh, Harrison's not you know a very uh, a very nice host, um, so they have to do some. Fighting, he wasn't ready for guests. Which, you know what's? No, he was not ready for guests. But it's really cool because the way that they set the fights up, it really is sort of a father and son thing. You know, <laughs> it's the son finding his father, which is what Kay believes in that moment. Mm -hmm. And him, you know, trying to have this emotional reconciliation when he's only just developing these human emotions. Um, so it's really um, a, uh, um, a kind of cool the way they set that up. And like, and you said you have Elvis and you have Frank, and um, um, uh, you know, uh, enormously an enormous naked statues on the ground. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and so then. Um, they get to the bottom of it is um, uh, uh, Neander's assassin finds them out there, tracks them out there. They want Deckard because they want to uh, get from Deckard uh, where it is that the child went. Um, uh, so they come out, they kidnap Deckard. Uh, Kay is left there to die. He gets rescued by um, a group of underground um, a replicant um, revolutionaries, I guess. They want him to kill Deckard, to go hunt down Deckard and kill him to um, uh, protect the location or the identity and the location of uh, the golden baby. Um, and at that point, that, that woman, and I forget what her name is, she Love. explains to... Love. Sorry? Lo no, Love oh. was the um, the assassin. Oh, okay. You're talking about the other uh, one. Uh, I don't remember her name. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's Faya or Faza or something like that. But uh, she's got one eye, you know, because that, that was one of the things that they, that was one of the ways that they were able to identify replicants was by serial number on their eye. So a lot of these replicants, like, pulled their eyes out, or their, their right eye out, which it's like, you know, if, if a serial number on your right eyeball is an identifying factor and you're just you know cruising around with a group of people that are all missing their right eye you're not really hiding you know i mean not it's it's kind of really. like yeah yeah I mean, i'm i'm not a i'm not a replicant why would you, you say you could that? argue with circumstantial but you'd probably lose you know and they were in vegas you would you would well, think that sammy davis would have had like a safe deposit box that could have raided and just you know pop them all in there and Maybe you know, maybe they're all missing an eye. Left the cake out in the rain. <laughs> maybe they're all missing an eye and a kidney, because it is Vegas. <laughs> it is Vegas. Um, happens there, stays there. So anyway, so Kay gets the bad news from this woman that the uh, he is not the golden baby. That the golden baby was actually a girl, and that he needs to go kill Deckard to replace or to safeguard this girl's location. Um, so. Um, Kay uh, um, uh, doesn't want to do that, but he does. Um, he does go and um, um, uh, rescue Deckard, 
um, uh, who is, uh, uh, he, Deckard refuses to divulge the location, so Neander um, is going to take him off world um, and torture him. Um, uh, and, and Love is the, the his, uh, his assassin replicant that is going to, to do that. Um, uh, so Kay is able to intercept them and uh, free Deckard and um, um, he, what he's kind of, um, he's, he's kind of in this, the, he, he has these immature emotions, um, not like he's acting out or anything, but he has these emotions that he's dealing with. Um, you know, he thought for a minute maybe he actually had been born and the memories were his, so he was feeling this, you know, sense of, of uh, completeness about himself. That's taken away, but he sort of comes to the realization that um, though he's not going to be the person that he thought that he was, or a person at all, if, if you want to make that distinction between humans and replicants, he can, in fact, um, do something bigger than himself. And uh, so what he does is he rescues Deckard and then takes Deckard to this woman. Anna is her name. She is a scientist. And, ironically, she works for Wallace. She's like a genius, but she has to live in a bubble because she has this compromised immune system. And she, her job that she does for Wallace is she creates memories, and these are the memories that get loaded into the replicants so that, because um, um, I believe the purpose of the memories, if I'm remembering correctly, was that replicants um, uh, uh, found the memories reassuring because without, without some kind of memory, they had no basis to, um, uh, to reconcile experiences, day-to-day -day experiences. Uh, it's like an anchor, but, like uh, an emotional anchor for them or something. Exactly, exactly. So that's what she does, is she creates memories. And uh, there is a scene earlier in the movie where um, uh, Kay meets her um, uh, that um, is really cool, the tech. They, they show her making memories, and it's it's very, very cool. Because Kay wants her to analyze his memories and tell him if those are actually real memories or if they're implanted memories. And what she tells him is she tells him, those are your memories, when in fact they were hers. Right. I believe that's where we hear of his his memory of that the horse that ended up in the furnace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I really hope, mm -hmm. if I were her, I, I really hope her business card says Dreamweaver or something really cool <laughs> on it. <laughs> I believe we can it make through it through the night. The night. <laughs> so he, um, in rescuing Deckard, uh, Kay is mortally wounded. Um, he gets Deckard um, and... Deckard, uh, Wallace, Wallace is going to think Deckard is dead because uh, the shuttle um, that he and Love were on uh, is, uh, sinks into the ocean. Um, so, um, uh, in a sense, Deckard is, 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 is safe again. Um, and sort of the way that the movie wraps up is Kay takes Deckard to meet Anna. Um, and so you have this, you know, uh, father and daughter reunion, which we don't actually see. He just gets delivered, and he goes in, and um, he just he walks up to the to the bubble, and he puts his hands up, and he says, you know, hi. Um, um, so they they leave that like that, and Kay is outside. Um, he lies down on the steps, and 
Um, he's not doing well. He's a uh, uh, love uh, the assassin replicant. She did. She did. She was good. She was. She real did good. a number on him. Oh, it's like. Well, and like the number she did on on what's her name Kay's boss, and I forget who plays her. Um, oh, I keep wanting to say Kara not, Sedgwick, but I don't think that's right. No, I forget who it is, but uh, she's really she was good. good. She's really the good casting too. was yeah. excellent in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, how you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I feel like this podcast has been more about uh, uh, Blade Runner than anything else. Well, yeah, it has. Um, but you know what? I, I'm I, I got nothing to do tonight, so we can go along. I'm you guys fine go along? Uh, a little bit, not it's too good. long. I got I got the sick wife upstairs that I'm going to need to help at some point. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up real quick, Turd. Then. Um, um, so. Um, Kianis Moss Evil, um, Elden Tyrell or Neander Wallace. You gotta go. You gotta go Wallace there, right? You have to go Wallace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just from that yeah. short alone. I, but uh, yeah, there were there were other mm-hmm. things that were uh, creepy. Well, I mean, he's he's like we said, he's he's trying desperately to figure out how to um, create um, um, replicants that re- can reproduce. Um, so. Um, you know, and in one of the scenes, um, I know that this was really upsetting for some people. Is he, he creates a pregnant replicant and then he cuts her open. Um, that was a fantastic so scene, though. It's hard to beat that on the evil meter. I, I wonder know? if he, in his own brain, like he thinks he's this great humanitarian. Like, I'm doing this for the human race. Look how great I am. But No villain uh, ever thinks they are evil. They believe they are justified. A great villain believes that they are justified and has believable reasons for the things that they do. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think that I, there is nothing inconsistent about Neander Wallace. I think he is, he is constructed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but you know, I, I, my thought, my take on Eldon Tyrell is that he was a scientist. He was a, and he was experimenting with some dodgy stuff, you know, but um, he did seem to have something like compassion or maybe empathy, but probably wouldn't go that far, uh, for his creations. But they were, he was not interacting with his creations like they were humans. They were, they were constructed uh, using um, human schematics, if you will, but they were made bigger, better, stronger, faster, able to um, um, operate in um, harsh conditions for the betterment of, 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 you know, old school human beings, if you will. So, um, okay, well, I think we're unanimous there. Now, um, what do you think? Is K dead, and does it matter? Uh, only if there's a sequel. Uh, the only reason why I think he might be dead, I wasn't sure leaving the theater. Uh, I heard later that the theme, the music that played over him laying on the steps was very similar to uh, the theme playing over Roy Batty during his death scene. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a major hint, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, is it, is it a hint or is it a head fake? Is it a nudge? Is it a smack on the back of the head? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I, I think... Um, I, I don't know if he's dead or not. I mean, um, I think it could go either way. But I do think that his character story arc is complete as it Correct. is. Correct, yeah. 
Yeah, um, it was a nice I, he wa- nice bow wrapped on that one. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to be more human. I mean, he he felt this attract this um, uh, yearning. I guess is probably the right word uh, for humanity, um, and he began to develop human-like emotions. Uh, he thought for a moment he might be special, but in the end, he accepted that though he wasn't the chosen one, he could have his life become something bigger and more meaningful in the service of others. So he he brought he was able to serve. He didn't want to. Um, to support, he certainly didn't want to support uh, Wallace, um, uh, nor did he want to support the revolutionaries, the replicant re- um, um, uh, rebellion. Um, uh, but he did want to uh, acknowledge that something miraculous had happened uh, to his, to a, a member of his, uh, to someone like him, and to um, to help. Um, Help um, well to kind of find his own way. Bring some and yeah to to bring some closure to 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 um, to those the people involved in that to Deckard and to his daughter. So um, he did a good thing. You know he did mm-hmm. a good thing for selfless reasons, which I think is um, was so. You know I I, I don't um, I don't see any need to extend that arc any further. Um, okay, so is now is Deckard a replicant? And does it matter? Uh, I know some people don't care. I I care. For for me, for the first movie, that's what the story was about: was whether he was a replicant or not. You know, uh, whether these replicants got their extended life or not. Like I wasn't that interested in that. I was. Well, I I kind of came to this realization uh, thinking about Game of Thrones, actually. Because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love those books. I read the books, and I love the books, and I love theory crafting about those books. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not caught up, you should be caught up on Game of Thrones. If you're not caught up, don't listen to this next part. Right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it's expired. <laughs> the uh, the whole uh, R plus L equals J thing about how, how uh, Jon Snow is Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark's son, and and that's who mm-hmm. Ned was hiding. I, I was, you know, there were some theories out there that it's somebody else. It's not Jon Snow, it's somebody else, and so Ned is, you know, hiding... You know, Jon Snow could actually be Ned's son, and you know, I just played around with these other ideas, and I I came to the realization that if Jon Snow is not the the offspring of of Rhaegar and Lyanna, that really takes away from Ned's character and his arc, and his he's all about the honor, and he sacrificed his most important ideal, his honor, to protect Jon Snow and to to hide him and protect him. And if that was taken away mm-hmm. from him, that that really diminished Ned's character for me. And it's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing with Deckard. Uh, if Deckard's just a replicant mm-hmm. and he's just following orders, it's no who cares. Like that's what he's supposed to do. But if he's if he's this person and he's he's lost his humanity, and he kind of finds it again in the course of of this movie, like that's the story for me. Like I like him being a human, and if if he's a replicant, that really diminishes it for me. What if he is a replicant, but he doesn't know it? Uh, I you're throwing curveballs at me now. Now you're gonna. <laughs> I'm just a bit out. I'm just gonna watch that one go by. How about that? <laughs> no, not a problem. <laughs> um, I you know for for me, um, it um, 
I, I don't know, and I and I don't think it matters. Um, it, uh, and my assumption is is that if he is a replicant, he did not know it. He may have had suspicions, and that he never went there uh, because he either didn't want to know the answer, or he thought, you know, if I find out the answer, it, it's not going to change anything that I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not it was wouldn't be useful information for him. I mean, you know, if he was if he was having if he was having issues um, uh, retiring replicants as a human, can you imagine how he might feel uh, doing that as a uh, as a replicant? I mean, boy, that would um, you know oh the guilt oh the guilt. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, well, it, um, it does so, have implications on the next movie too. What if you need? I mean, there's a difference between if you need a human and a replicant to get together to, to create this offspring, or if if two replicants could just do it, then uh, then they could just they'll just take over the world, I guess, because it'll all just be replicants. But if you need that that combination of biology, uh, biological and uh, you know uh, fake biological or produced biological to, to create this thing, then then that's a different Replicated story. Replicated biological, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you know I, I, it I don't I don't think it matters you know because I, I think actually he was just um, um, the sperm donor so well, that, that's what's so um, great about this I movie though is <laughs> there are these different threads that you can just follow a couple of these threads and somebody else could be interested in the other ones uh, they're all mm -hmm. tied together by this just absolutely incredible world that they're in mm -hmm. uh, it's it's yeah. it's such a I mean I. I I won't say I've seen this a lot. Uh, it's it's a movie I respect more than I uh, get enjoyment out of, I guess. But uh, it's mm -hmm. it's they're both so masterfully done. Uh, it's it's just. I mean, you you've you've read novels that you did not enjoy reading, but when oh, it yeah. was over, you felt a sense of accomplishment and like you had experienced art, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? You know. So I mean. I don't want to hyperbolize this because I, I don't I, I don't think that that you know um, does it any service. But I, I do believe that the consistency of the the palette is such that um, the important questions are allowed to um, to float on the top um, and not be obscured by you know um, oh hey let, let's add a roller coaster ride through um, a goblin cavern and call that the hobby. I may uh, yeah, just. No interject here that we are now officially at an hour yes and that and One that hour. and that that ent our entire hour has largely consisted of uh blade runner discussion i just think it's funny because you're like well you know it's a movie that i respect but don't necessarily enjoy you just spent a <laughs> solid hour dissecting the storyline no i hate it when facts get in the way of a good discussion um yeah, no, it's um, uh, that 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 is a fair point, Ace. Um, so um, I I think that the important thing is that Rachel was a replicant and that she did become pregnant and that she did give birth to a child, though it was by C-section. And I do think, um, which I think was a sort of a nice touch, that the uh, that the miracle baby, um, you know, genius scientist and Wallace employee, ha 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 ha, um, that um, uh, that she. Not only was it a challenged uh, birth, but also the baby um, has a severely compromised immune system, which some people have suggested perhaps was just a, um, a way to 
um, isolate her and keep her safe. You know that she doesn't actually have a compromised immune system; that she's just living in this bubble mm-hmm. and keep her safe. I don't know. I think that's a bit thin. Um, but I think that um, it makes it more believable um, because it makes intuitive sense to me that the first Brad out the shoot would have to come with some factory defects as standard yeah. equipment. V one, like you gotta, yeah. She needs uh, she needs a couple patches to to bring her up to speed. I, I rewrote that sentence like three times. You could make it at least laugh. I cringed a little bit. I don't know if that's what you're going for, but of course it was. Uh, so I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm maybe I should step in and say maybe let's move along because this is a Star Citizen podcast, or it's supposed to be anyway. Well, no, it's a Blade Runner podcast. So I, I tell you what, Turd, we'll finish up here real quick, and then um, if you want to duck out, we'll uh, take a quick break and uh, take care of some um, some technical stuff, and then Ace and I will come back and uh, and uh, uh, continue on with the Jean panel. How's that? Uh, I can go. I can go a little bit more. Well, it would just um, it would just be okay. easier because the, the the video is forty five minutes oh. long, so it would be right. easier if you're going to duck out to uh, to make a clean break. All right, um, I can do that. We'll um, we will. Next time, uh, get your uh, your thoughts on Citizen Con. Um, I am so bummed. That, um, can can I can I, I get a little sign out here? I get a little I get a little. Uh, well, well, okay. Well, we got one. We got another question oh, okay. here. Yeah, right. con, yeah, okay. So, um, did they leave the story open for a sequel? And if so, should one be made? Uh, I don't need a sequel per se, but I. I wouldn't mind if they did just other stories in this world. Like that's my favorite part about this whole thing. Uh, the world, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 jacket that Ryan Gosling's wearing. Like I want that jacket. That's the best jacket I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> you know, because he got they got smoke problems, so he's got this kind of a, a a long coat on, and he he zips it up and becomes a mask. And uh, the city of Los Angeles and that big giant seawall. Uh, Put me in that you, whatever story you want to tell. Put me in that world, and and I'll I'll watch it. Very good. Well, I'm I think um, that they they left it open, and I think that they shouldn't do it. <laughs> um, I'm and I think that the uh, the point of the stories, in my humble, is that uh, people be forced to reconsider what being human is and what it means. And like the end of the movie 2010, you know, which was the sequel to 2001. Um, this second Blade Runner movie has left its primary question uh, or questions um, open for further consideration and it's placed a significant mechanic in place um, which makes that question harder to ignore. So um, this thing has happened. You can't unring that bell. Um, and so, um, so you could argue that that progress has been made. At the end of 2010, you remember... Um, uh, they get a second son. There's a second son. Uh, I believe it was Lucifer was the name of the second son. And uh, they get that cryptic message that, that is transmitted out of Jupiter saying, um, you know, um, all, of, uh, all of this is, is for you to, um, to explore except for Europa. Uh, make, attempt no landing on Europa, which, of course, in the next book they, 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 they of course, do. But, um, but they did make a third movie. And so I think that it really, um, in the point of 2010, um, uh, was uh, that, you know, the, in that movie, uh, the United States and the Soviet Union were, um, were very close to nuclear war. And so um, this um, amazing thing happening uh, caused uh, those two countries to uh, set aside their differences and um, agree to work together to um, um, explore 
uh, this um, uh, amazing thing that had happened to um, uh, to our solar system. So, um, but you know what? I if if you know, turd. Mm-hmm. If if uh, if another one comes out, I'll go with you. I mean, it's not. I'm not going to not watch it. But sure. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it needs it. I don't think it needs. I don't to think happen. it needs to happen either. Uh, by the way, don't uh, underestimate Joy's journey in the movie as well. Like, if, I figure if they did um, do a sequel, I think like they might. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily need a body to achieve consciousness. Um, I, I'm thinking Joy is going to be a perfect, um, a perfect uh, Oculus experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if, if she isn't already. Um, all right, well, um, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to let, um, let uh, Turd um, um, return to, um, um, to Mrs. Turd and, uh, and, and provide her with aid to go above and beyond to, um, to make his um, existence more meaningful uh, in the service of others. Uh, and then Ace and I will come back and talk about turtle people. All these moments plan. will be lost in time, like a fart in the wind. Mm. <laughs> so say it, the turd. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, so that's the end of that, and we couldn't do nothing about it. He's gone, and that's it. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Please go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Engine now has their own cryptocurrency, Engine Coin. It's smart cryptocurrency for gaming. Check it out at enginecoin.io. Go to the INN and learn some things. You can find it at imperialnews.network. Check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at thebase.sc. You can reach us. You can reach the podcast. You can reach the show. The best way to do that is by email. Comms at versecast.org is the address. To join our Star Citizen organization, go to tinyurl.com slash join TGWS. We're on YouTube. TinyURL.com slash GuysTube will get you there. On Twitter, we are at VerseCast. Do be sure to use that hashtag TGWS. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And do be sure to check out our Star Citizen Gaming Community website. It is VerseCast.org. All the show notes, all the contacts, all the informations, all of those can be found at tinyurl.com slash tgwsnotes. My name is Gleep, and until next time, we have been Those Guys With Ships, and this was The Verse Cast.